Welcome to Superman Confidential, the podcast all about Clark Kent and Lois. I'm Tom, your host. I've got a bit of a different audio recording setup here I'm working on here, so hopefully the audio is coming in good, and you can, well, if not, I'll try to fix it next time. Uh, but I'm talking to you on the eve of a pretty big day. Pretty exciting time. Uh, if you've heard me talk on here before, you know how much I bicker about wanting uh, Superman in movies and seeing that. But seeing live-action Superman is definitely something exciting and something to look forward to. I'm really excited about what I've seen from this show so far and have high hopes for it and hope it does well for Clark Kent and Lois Lane and expands the mythology while paying respects to the past. I hope they, they do that well. So I'm really looking forward to it. And it's been it's been a drought for live-action Superman. It's been eight years almost since Man of Steel, the last time Clark Kent led a live-action story. Now, he's appeared in live-action since then as a guest star or co-star, depending on how you want to look at things, you know, what your role in BVS and Justice League and, of course, Tyler Hecklin on the Elseworlds and Crisis on Infinite Earths crossovers, depending on how you think of that. But eight years since it, there's an actual honest-to-goodness Clark Kent-led story, and that's the longest drought since Christopher Reeve appeared on screen for the first uh, it took 10 years for the theatrical serials after superman was then it went quickly into the george reeve series and there was a break from 1958 to 1978 where there was not live action superman the broadway play or but besides that it's been it's continuous stuff in movies and tv the superboy and lois and clark and then smallville coming in and uh jumping into man of steel after that so it's been a while and it's definitely something exciting and it's good to have some live action Superman stories where Superman is the focus. Clark Kent is the focus. Really great to see that. Uh, but I'm going to get into some news. Some, not really a lot has happened the last time. But for a character without a movie in eight years, there's some stuff to talk about there and some different things. So I guess the, the big news is uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer came out. Uh... I don't know about you, I'm having a tough time getting excited about, it's very different. I don't even feel where I would have felt in 20 seconds ago. I think part of it is I've just moved on from that era. You know, I'm less interested in the DC universe as a whole outside of Superman than I was. And from this, and I think it would help if there was clarification one way or another, what Henry Cavill's future was going to be, and we'll get into that in a bit. Because of that, it's kind of weird. You know, it'd be nice if we knew this was a send-off. And uh, we could try to enjoy it for the last time. We'll get to see Henry Cavill and Amy Adams. Or we knew something, them appearing again in the future was guaranteed. I think I would view this differently. Um, but I am trying to get excited. It is tough. And outside of the picture, there's all the fan stuff. You know, all the kind of exhausting fan stuff that has gone on. Really since Man of Steel. Uh, outside of whatever you think of these films. Looking at them as a fan has been a bit of as if you try to get excited or try to get try to talk about something or try to criticize something or question something or anything like that. It's just a, a bickering thing. It's kind of nice to stay away from that a bit. So it's kind of that's that and, and some other things going on when there have struggled. But I'm trying to get excited about this. I hopefully we'll do a Man of Steel and Batman v Superman lead into this. Um, the trailer, I will say, I part of not liking not being interested in the rest of the DC universe. The first time I watched it, I was quite bored with it until Kevin Costner's voice showed up and showed up and that, that perked me up a little bit on rewatch. I did enjoy it more. Um, 
I don't know what to say really about the trailer because it's Zack Snyder has his fans, he has his detractors, and he has his people in between. And I don't think this trailer is going to convince you. Love his previous work, and we're doing hashtags and all of that. You probably love this trailer, that continued look. You, you know, this this trailer isn't going to convince you. So I don't know. It, it almost feels like a lost cause talking about it. But there are some cool things that I want to talk about. Um, I am getting used to the aspect ratio, the taller aspect ratio. It's kind of a weird thing to see, but some shots it actually looks really cool and you can see the full body uh it works and other shots you know it's like okay i don't really need to room underneath batman's feet or whatever anything like that is just wasted space and i don't know that this ever would have been released on home media in this format if not for Zack snyder maybe trying to differentiate as much as possible from the theatrical justice league um, is interesting so we open up with the super scream superman that's apparently going to ascent set the events in Zack Snyder's Justice League. There's Lex's bell ringing dialogue from Batman v Superman. That and Pa Kent's talk from Man of Steel. I don't know if that was reworked, just re-edited into the trailer. Or new, new new dialogue that was repeated, uh, how they're going to do that, if they're just reusing old lines, or if, if those are even actually going to be a part of the film at all, or if they're just used trailer, I don't know. But I think hearing Kevin Costner's voice, I'm guessing there's a chance he might show up. Um, at some point there's a lot of characters in this so is, is kind of what i think uh there's this superman hologram waving the the red cape a cool line i don't know how it fits in the story you see some lois looking up which uh quite a few shots in here were either reused from were in the theatrical cut or were in a trailer have been in a trailer before and that's not a criticism that's not i think that's smart even though it's four hours and there's probably lots and lots of new footage got the at the camp farm again course Pakhan's picture that was buried with Clark hugging Lois and Martha that was what looks like his first flight coming in um some some things that could be really so yeah I don't I don't have a ton to say dark side's in it uh dark side looks cool uh, cool enough uh, I don't have a huge problem with him I don't know why characters like Steppenwolf and Desaad are the great brick type characters that dark side is that's a specific thing to dark side so I'm not sure why they are um okay Interesting looking at the credits, and credits don't necessarily mean sizable role that people aren't credited in is certainly not always the amount of screen time, but for what it's worth, Henry Cavill is billed second, Amy Adams is billed third, Jesse Eisenberg is ninth, means we should see a healthy amount of Lex Luthor, at least something in the main story outside of the the credit scene we saw, the theatrical version, and Diane Lane is 11. Uh, four Superman characters in the top, pretty cool, I'm, I'm curious how all of that all of the Superman stuff and how much it will be. Other details on Justice League, you know, it's going to be March 18th on HBO Max. And they're looking to, they're trying to get it released simultaneously throughout the world. So that's cool. Uh, it's going to be a four, at least a four hour movie. Uh, according to Snyder, it's four hours without credits. So that's pretty cool. It's not going to do episodes like they talked about. Um, that's fine. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. And it doesn't sound like it's going to be in theater on HBO Max for now. He also released a few posters, and this is interesting. The Fallen, Risen, Reborn. You've probably seen these. There was Superman 75, The Death of Superman, Justice League. I think these, the old trailer, how much of this is really aimed at the, the hardcore R.D. Snyder fans with the posters there are not meant to film reels covered in damage. They're, <laughs> they're very meta and uh, something for fans. So I wonder if, how well this is going to reach out to Zack Snyder fans. I'm really curious about this. It's fascinating. Um, unfortunately, Superman's 
uh, total drama they have and the number of films. Films for Superman are very rare, but the drama about it. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I think the this new trailer did a better job, uh, so I'm curious how that will fit in. Zack Snyder's been out there doing a bunch of interviews and some of the Superman-relevant stuff. Uh, he talked with Comic Book Debate about how the Superman in this will not be the classic Superman. Essentially, that was planned at five-film arc. So after Justice League 3, would it be the classic Superman, as he called him? This is, you know, I, I don't know. This is interesting. I think it would be, in a way, I, I thought this Justice League would get to whatever Zack Snyder's end goal was, but this is going to be much closer to his original plan for Justice League when it was Justice League Part 1, 3. This is closer to that original vision than we had thought because it has been revealed that he filmed pretty differently. He basically was filming two films. little history lesson here. There was the original before Batman v Superman Justice League movie that was planned and written, Justice League Part 1. So that would have been movie the DC Universe. Of course, when Batman v Superman hit with the reviews and the massive drop after the first week, poor box office legs, some of the movie started to get re reshifted. Uh, Jeff Johns and John Berg came on board. They they started doing rewrites. So there's that was the second version. There was the original version, which is filmed. The second version, um, let me take that back. There was the original version. There was the version that Chris Terrio, the writer for Justice League, and Zack Snyder worked on together due to the backlash to BBS and sort of tweaked it a little bit. The third version, which is the studio, more studio version, producer's cut, you could say, with Jeff Johns and John Burt. But apparently, Snyder was filming the second version <laughs> along with the third version, uh, the studio. So the, he, he was planning all along to make this shorter theatrical cut uh, that had a little bit more humor while simultaneously almost behind the studio's back filming the version he wanted to make, or at least his second version, which is just fascinating. I don't know how that happens and all of that, everything that goes into that, but that happens. So some of the stuff we even saw in early, curious how that all fits. And then that, of course, goes on to after the producer's version, after Zack Snyder departs and Joss Whedon comes on, there's another version. So there's been at least four versions of this film, fourth one being one unmade, the fourth one being the theatrical version. This one, it's also kind of like version two, but has other elements that have been added recently, some of which we'll get into. So this is just uh, fascinating and confusing the way I said that. So this is version two, kind of mixed with the fish, fifth version all along. Uh, so this will, bottom line, this will be more like whatever Zack Snyder had originally intended for Justice League than we thought. So that will be... There was also a big Vanity Fair article about Zack Snyder written by Anthony Bresnikin. A really good article if you want a history lesson on Justice League. Stuff we don't need to rehash there. Uh, they get into, obviously, the personal tragedy that Snyder... Um, obviously, it goes without saying, but your heart just goes out to... It heart breaks for, for everything Snyder has been through on a personal level uh, that happened to happen during... You know, my heart just aches for him, um, but you can get it a little bit in there. Um, if you want to read about that, I definitely recommend reading it and, and checking it out. It is a good article. But one thing I, I will point out related to Superman here, uh, relevant to stories, and this kind of goes with how on a creative level, how I've talked about how the more I heard about Zack Snyder's vision for Superman in these films, the less interested I've been. Um, uh, part of that's going, getting 
the anti-life equation coming and Justice League 2 Earth coming to that, Lois dying and all of that. Well, along with that, Snyder, at least at one point, planned a romance for Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne and Amy Adams' Lois Lane. So this was rejected by the studio, and I think probably good. Um, but this wouldn't have been in Justice League post the death of Superman. Snyder said the intention was that Bruce fell in love with Lois and then realized that the only way to save the world was to bring So we had this insane conflict because Lois, of course, was still in love with Superman. We had this beautiful speech where Bruce said to Alfred, I never had a life outside the cave. I never imagined a world from this. But this woman makes me think that I can get this group of gods together. The job is done. I can quit and stop. So, end quote there. I'll, I'll stop it off there. Wow. That's a, that's a doozy. Let me... Let's be fair here. This could have been done well, or at least not poorly. I think you could do this. And Bruce, you know, significant time has passed since Superman's death. Bruce has feelings for, and maybe she inspires him in some way, like Superman, something like that. And then the feelings are never reciprocated and makes his ultimate sacrifice. You know, that that could be kind of beautiful. Uh, You know, even though he's got feelings for Lois Lane, he doesn't make a move and he still decides to bring Superman back to life. That would be kind of him coming full circle from someone who was trying to kill Superman, the last movie. There's a way that can work. Um, but I will say this just does not sound like something I want to see at all. Uh, especially since it's called a romance, which implies feelings both ways. So I don't want to see Lois Lane, Bruce Wayne maybe making moves on her or something like that. This all just sounds really... Um, I know vaguely in the comics, the DC. Bruce Lois romance at type at times I've never really been a fan of that but there's a difference between that happening before Lois and Clark are a couple in any way and it happening and Clark and Lois are basically engaged he's about to propose I mean she's wearing the ring in some of the Justice League shots right um, she wears it at the end of BVS so she's basically engaged in her mind and mourning the death of Superman and that's when the romance kicks in that doesn't really sound right to me again execution matters as much as ideas but this doesn't sound like a a great idea or something i would have wanted to see superman's art goes from i'll get into this deeper his his arc would basically go from origin death lois maybe moves on with bruce while they're while he's dead he comes back and is taken over by the anti-life equation for dark side um not exactly it could be done well but not a lot of room for uh, Superman adventures in, in that time there. Classic, anything classic Superman there. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go more into Zack Snyder's plans. and It's, it's just fascinating. In uh, some other news, Harry Lennox has confirmed he will be appearing in Justice League as Martian Manhunter. Not shocking news here. Reported for a while, but he appeared as Calvin Swanwick, of course, a man on BVS. So there's obviously more connective tissue in this Justice League than the theatrical version. But... No part of me thinks he was intent when Man of Steel came out, or even back. If you read, just go as far back as reading what David about Martian Manhunter. David Goyer, of course, being the writer of Man of Steel, and the first draft of Batman vs. Manhunter was in the plans, and the fact that he didn't appear as Martian Manhunter in those films during some pretty serious attacks lends credence to that. Now, maybe Martian Manhunter showed up after. Uh, maybe shows up sometime during Justice League and takes over. You know, Swanwick dies or something, and Martian Manhunter takes over. Uh, his role in the world, or something like that. You could do a couple different ways, but I think this is just a straight up retcon, and that's fine. I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really mind that at all. I like Harry Lennox as an actor. Mind that. And I think you could do some cool things with this. I don't expect it to happen, but how cool would it be retroactively 
if that Man of Steel scene or Superman's sort of being, everything's being questioned about him being an alien and he's being interrogated by the government or by the military and sees Swan recognizes that Swanwick is an alien but doesn't say anything about it. He doesn't want to out him. I think that would be a really cool moment for Superman. I don't think they'll ever address Martian Manhunter seeing Superman uh, being attacked and yet still trying to do his best inspiring would inspire martian manhunter as a hero in his death i think you could do some cool stuff with that i don't expect any of that to happen i think they're just going to have him cameo in a cool way whatever new scenes and the justice league Zack snyder's justice league has officially been rated r for violence and some language not shocking snyder also told us this was coming a while back this can get into a big argument uh online and everything i get it but my personal preference is I wouldn't like to see Superman and the Justice League in R-rated films. I think certainly with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, it happened. With this, on a much bigger stage, it's happening. Is there room for R-rated movies? Sure. I don't see Batman and, and Batman and Wonder Woman being R-rated. I think that's something that should be for everyone, and you should want to appeal to the largest audience possible. And for me personally, PG-13 doesn't sacrifice any of doesn't sacrifice anything that is needed to tell a mature adult fun story that can also be accessed um extra violence in some language is not the personally for me doesn't enhance the film in any way usually especially with dealing with something like this that's what snyder wants to do gets the chance to uh, but for me my preference would be I think you should the the argument online is, can you do one sure you can do one but should you do one again what's best for these characters and the masses, uh, you have to be, I don't think this is a great move, a version of this, PG-13 and R, what's the difference anyway, I guess, because the theatrical and ultimate edition of B, there's not a huge difference tonally, so I think this film wouldn't have been significantly lighter anyway, uh, with Zack Snyder doing it, even if it was PG-13. In other news, Henry Cavill won't appear as Superman in the Shazam sequel, Coming from Variety, there had been rumors he would appear, but that is has been denied by by Variety. We still don't know if and when Cavill will appear again. I made my opinion on this clear in the past. If he's not going to have a solo movie in the near future, I don't think appear in the movies at all. If he's just going to be a cameo or a guest or whatever, I don't see any reason to do that. If you've got a Superman movie coming in 2023-2024 and you want to have Cavill appear again to before that in Shazam or any other film to cameo keep that momentum going i guess because it will have uh that's fine but if he's not going to be i think it's better to let the character rest force him in just to bump up the box office uh, along those lines a supergirl has been cast flash movie sasha kaye uh if you want someone to speculate on how she will fit in dc multiverse going forward there's probably other podcasts for that i'm only interested in how it particularly pertains man um, this could be nothing, and this is fully going forward. This is a lot of speculation here, but I don't see any way this could be good if you want to see more of Henry Cavill as Superman and Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I don't see any way this is good news. I could see it being neutral news, and I could see it being on the other end of that. I could see this the worst case scenario being perhaps a replacement going forward. Uh, if they couldn't or didn't want to get a deal done with Henry, uh, basically, they want to try to get as much of the benefit of having that S-Shield, the second rec most recognized symbol in the world, 
in their movie universe without their cake and ate it too. That's one way of looking at it. Uh, I don't know what this is. Again, this is purely speculation here. But this is one of the first people cast in the Flash movie. Obviously, there's the Flash, Ezra Miller. We know Ben Affleck is going to show up as Batman in a small capacity is what it sounds like. And Mike's coming back as his Batman. But that's it. That's all That's all that have been cast. And this is the next casting. Maybe Iris West is has already been cast and they're keeping that in wraps. Or they're bringing Kirstie Clemens back or anything like that. But this is one of the first characters cast. They had that announcement where we looked at and Walter Amato looked at him. The DC Films all that stuff. And it sounds like it was a big deal, which makes me think this probably isn't a one-off. This isn't just a Flashpoint multiverse cameo thing. This could be anything. So I think they want to use this character a lot going forward. Why use Supergirl instead of, say, Hawkgirl or Zatanna or Starfire or anything like that? Lots of cool characters that are out there. Why use Supergirl? Uh, this is just me speculating and me <laughs> maybe be a bit of a burned Superman fanner where it seems like WB always makes wrong decisions when it comes to Superman, but maybe they're just trying to replace Superman. After all, back in 2018, there was that report. Early 2018, remember, Henry Cavill was talking about getting a Superman movie off, and, but there were reports that WB just wanted cameo character, connective tissue type thing, and then reports came that they were working on a Supergirl movie and not a Superman movie in place. You know, they were trying to figure out how to do Supergirl without Superman. That was in August of 2018. September of 2018 it was, was was when the report was that Henry Cavill was done as Superman. And, and that's been almost two and a half years now. And the only thing different is that there was a report last, almost a year ago that we'd have no idea if it went anywhere was that Cavill would be returning or was in talks to return in some capacity. So we don't know if those talks went anywhere, if Cavill still wanted too much money or if he wanted a movie to himself and they just said no, went to Supergirl instead. You know, ah, anything. I mean, but I think there is a scenario where they start the Flash movie with Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Whatever multiverse magic happens, somehow they're either gone or have a significantly... And it ends with Michael Keaton's Batman. And uh, that all sounds pretty terrible to me. You know, a DC Universe with... I mean, either way, I'm, I'm not going to be excited about it if it's a DC Universe. Superman having a major role. Again, this could be nothing, but my speculation is that it's probably something. I don't see any way to see Henry Cavill. The only way this could be good news for Superman fans hoping for more movies is if, say, an A-list director, J.J. Abrams or whoever, some big name, is coming in and wants the Matt Reeves full-on reboot, wants to do Superman, where, a universe where Superman's going control all the Superman characters and don't want to do anything with the shared universe as a bit of a compromise. We'll take out Superman, but we're going to get that power set. Hopefully appease some of the Superman fans. Okay, um, yes, and, and hope that they keep enough of the... We'll see. Uh, we're just in, in speculation mode here, as we pretty much always are. Some comic book news, some really cool comic book news. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt like a project was just made for you. I rarely do. This one might be. Uh, DC has announced Superman 78, a comic book series set within the world, Richard Donner and Christopher... This will be written by Rob Venditti. We'll have art by Wilfredo Torres. This just sounds awesome. The way about it. Superman 78 might be the comic book I most want to see. Ongoing comic book series. I've talked about it before. I, don't, I, I just want to see that. That just makes too much sense. Having a Superman 78 is great. And Rob Venditti is probably number one on the list of Superman writers I want to see more. Uh, I loved his work on Superman Man. It just sounds great. Sounds like a no-brainer. I don't know 
the legalities of working out likenesses and why they're deciding to do this now or any of that, but it is cool to see that this world is continuing in some way. Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer. A lot of Superman projects that get announced are, to one extent or another, bittersweet, if not outright bitter. You know, Superman and Lois is announced. I'm very excited for that, but that means Superman probably isn't going to be in the immediate plans for movies. A big writer like Brian McBundis comes on to do Superman, but Superman was going pretty well before that, and he's going to probably want to make massive changes all of his own. So there's always something that seems bittersweet with this. This I don't see any downside for this. I mean, the worst downside is that it's bad. And even then, it's going to be true to the character, I think, because Robin Diddy and Wilfredo Torres, who you can see some of his art online, are clearly big fans of the Christopher Reeve Superman. So this is great. This isn't taking away from anything. If uh, a Brandon Routh Superman movie with people who are fans of Henry Cavill, if a reboot was announced from Routh and Cavill fans who won, this is something that doesn't impact anything else, basically. Uh, the synopsis for it, in Superman 78, bystanders are surprised and delighted by Superman, and Lois Lane doesn't yet know that Clark Kent is secretly Superman. The sheer thrill of seeing a man fly, leap, or stop a bullet will be reflected in this environment where Superman has just been introduced. Inspired by Donner's classic, timeless style of superhero storytelling in Superman 78, Venditti and Torres will show fans that it, and it sounds great. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm really excited for this. Uh, some people are taking it to mean that it's going to be set between chap, uh, Superman 1 and 2, because it says Lois Lane doesn't yet know, but she forgot. So even at the end of Superman, they know, she kind of implies she does. So this could be set after Superman 4. We don't know how much time passed. It does say it is early in Superman's career. He's just been introduced. So that lends credence to it being earlier, maybe between Superman I think it's really cool. I, I I think ideally I would like to see a basically a Superman 5 in the comic book. But anything in that world, especially written by Rob Venditti, I'm going to... This sounds great. I would love to see what is in continuity. If they're going to acknowledge Superman 3 and 4, if it is set later, or if, it's, if they're going to kind of keep it between two turns, I think I would ideally like it to keep it to the Reeves stuff and be set after Superman 4. Treat Superman Returns as a different timeline, but... We'll see. I'm just glad to have more of this, and I hope this is a huge success and leads to both more stories in this world of Superman 78, maybe animated movies, more Superman 78 comics, you know, get a comic series once a year. That would be great. And also keeping up, uh, continuing other past continuity. Lois and Clark season five that wraps up that. Smallville season 12, whatever, just continuing those old ones, I think is a really cool doing live action stuff in the either comic book or animated form. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited about this. Like I said, this is probably the number one comic book series that I would be most excited to see announced. The writer that I'd want to see write more Superman more, probably. So, uh, really exciting. Venditti does write a great Clark Kent, but he's not the bumbling Christopher Reeves, so that would be my only, or my only question, really, how he's going to handle that, if he's going to write more of the, especially the earlier the first Superman movie where he's more of a bumbling Clark Kent, he, he loses that a little bit as the film goes, but is he going to do that? Or his more uh, more confident and established Clark Kent, the other Superman stuff he's written? I don't know, but I just can't wait. 12 digital chapters, 6 will release on July 27th, and then they're going to do one for the last 6. They'll be released as printed comics between August and October, and a hardcover collection will be in. So, very exciting. Just a couple other little things. A Superman and Lois Lane podcast will be on Spotify. We talked about the Spotify podcast a while back. So an original scripted series with Superman and Lois Lane, no details, nothing like that. I think this is great. The investigative reporter aspects of Clark and Lois, Daily Planet, all of, all of that would work great, much like the classic radio series, but you can do a lot of different things. So 
Uh, I'm open to this. I think this is near again, uh, getting these sort of establishing different ways to market these characters and introduce new ones would find them in a different way. I'm very much looking forward to it. And lastly, both seasons of Sci-Fi's Krypton are available to stream on the CWC. If you want to check those out, obviously I highly recommend them. I'm a big fan of the show. 20 episodes over two seasons. I think that's great. And it's free with ads on the CWC in the U.S. A little bit of another random speculation here. Probably nothing. But I will say NBC's Constantine appeared in 2016 on the CWC before Matt Ryan's Constantine showed up in Legends of Tomorrow's Regular in 2017. Could this mean Krypton characters are on the way to Superman and Lois? Probably not, but I can wish, right? Uh, I love that Brainiac Zod, Doomsday, and Jaxer, and all the characters there, and would love to see those stories continue. I'd love to see uh, maybe a crossover with Seg and Nyssa, or maybe an episode that's a de facto series finale to Krypton, wraps up those things, and I'll continue some of those villains going forward in the show. Uh, I'm going to wish for that until it is proven wrong, but I think that would be really cool to see uh, tie that in and probably be smart for sure to do it in season one. But if they get a season two, maybe you could that there, you could have a season two episode. Colin Salmon's Zod shows up, it fights with Superman and somehow gets a time travel to the past. And then we see Adam Strange, Superman talk to Adam Strange and Adam Strange goes to the past, basically setting up the events of Krypton. That stuff could happen uh, as I get into fan fiction here. That stuff could happen. Those two seasons of Krypton could happen in between, and then we could get some sort of resolution in another episode of Superman and Lois. I think there would be a really cool way to do that that would wrap up Krypton, but also be a really great Superman and Lois story for fans who have not seen Krypton. I think I think there would be a really cool way to probably unlikely yet to wrap up Krypton and see those a lot of fun, a time travel adventure. Fantastic, but it is probably. Uh, that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. Um, if you want to me on iTunes, I would appreciate it. Superman Confidential Podcast. You can find us at Superman Pod.